Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. Big talk, big opinions, the panel. Aaron Goyle is with us this morning. He's a senior sports journalist at Stuff and uh, one of our regulars uh, is back again, of course, in uh, Sam Ackerman. Uh, Aaron, if I can uh, begin by wishing you a very good morning. Welcome to the show. Um, listen, uh, it's almost the silence, def- uh, deafening silence since uh, the rugby union actually came out and did something about firming up the coaching role and, and answering a few questions. It's been like, wow, can we actually get on with the rugby now? <laughs> Morning, Smithy. Um, yeah, hasn't it just? It's sort of gone from one extreme to the other, I suppose. Uh, it's been all soap opera and however many days counting down until an announcement, and then, oh, it's, uh, yeah, back to footy. When's, when's the next test on? Uh, <laughs> next Saturday. So, yeah, we'll be, we'll be interesting to see, won't it? Um, the All Blacks getting back out in the park in Christchurch, of all places. Um, don't know if there'll be any protests in the street or anything. Uh, down near Orange Theory Stadium, we shall see. Oh, well, it'll be interesting. Yeah, uh, yeah, it will be. Of course, uh, you're alluding to the fact that uh, Razor has to sit and wait again, um, Aaron. But uh, I, I guess he will wait because he's got his uh, his normal gig with the Crusaders. But they wouldn't want to string him out for much longer. I wouldn't have thought. No, it'll all hinge, won't it, on the World Cup result next year. And um, I mean, if the All Blacks don't win it, then you know, you might almost lock them in, wouldn't you? But if the All Blacks do win it, uh, which, you know, they are showing signs of improvement now, um, man, that'll be interesting, won't it, if, uh, if Ian Foster was to be reappointed and then there'll be a fair, fair few countries lining up for Scott Robertson, um, you know, at the end of that World Cup cycle. Oh, I would imagine so. And um, uh, even before that, even before that, um, on the basis they need to improve and then they know full well they're not going to win it, but they need to start from scratch again. He wouldn't be a bad guy to start uh, from scratch with. Sam, this whole uh, debacle's gone on way too long. Um, it's, 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 it seemed like forever, um, maybe as far back as November, December last year. Have we finally, have the rugby union finally um, put a full stop on it? And isn't that a lesson to them in, the, in, the, in itself? Once you make a decision, once you announce the decision, once you become, become public, things tend to go away pretty quickly? 
Yeah, look, we, we talked about... Good morning, Smithy. And, uh, morning, Aaron. Uh, look, the, we talked about the show multiple times before, Smithy. If there's a vacuum that's been created, if the people who need to speak aren't speaking or making um, something definitive, then that vacuum will be filled. Right now, New Zealand Rugby filled the vacuum. They put the full stop on. There's, there's no conversation to be had other than just gnashing of teeth and, and, uh, and giving opinions about they made the right call or the wrong call. Nothing's going to change, at least in this uh, period. What's so important here is New Zealand rugby needs to be unwavering in their communication from here on in. No matter what, they could go on a four-game losing tier from this stage onwards. If that is the case, they still need to say, he's our man for the World Cup. We are not going to change our mind. There are no more reviews. We are following this team. We believe in the process from here until the end of the World Cup. So they, the only problem that can be created now is created by New Zealand rugby. So they've got the ball back in their court after fumbling it endlessly for a, a month and a bit at least. So I'm I'm reading CC here, it goes, the New Zealand public isn't won over, they're exhausted. They're done with the conversation. They, there was too much, so much toing and froing, emotionally spent, won the last tenths, just to take a little break. But if, if the All Blacks are to fall back into any of the, the bad habits, the same machinations are going to come from the media and the fans of, you know, he's the wrong guy, sack him, and all that kind of stuff. Even though it's not going to happen, they cannot do anything from here on in. But you know, the, the lack of clarity beforehand is what has made this such an issue for uh, for everybody. Razor is locked in uh, and for the Crusaders next year. And I, I personally would put it up here. If the All Blacks win the World Cup, I don't know if Ian Foster goes for another term. Why would he? He's proven if he, if he can win a World Cup, he proves his point. He doesn't need to deal with all the the baggage that comes with it. He's gone through the ringer uh, as a coach. Not many coaches in the professional era in New Zealand have had it as full on and as tough at him. Taking into account he took over this head coaching role during the start of COVID as well. It's, it's been a hell of a ride for him. I don't know if he'd necessarily want the gig again after this. So maybe it's raised by default. After that, and wouldn't that be a thumb in the nose going out with a World Cup win and saying, you know what, actually, I'm good. Yeah, I'm good, all right. I'm good. And um, <clears throat> and wouldn't it be amazing to see um, the reaction to that around this country? Speaking of reactions, uh, Sam Ackerman, Adam Fanua Blake, along with uh, several players in Australia as well, is under the gun here for apparently, apparently, in uh, celebrating a try. Uh, sending a message to uh, people behind bars in Australia. What, what have you made of this as the latest league storm? Yeah, Minister um, Fainu, uh, who was uh, uh, got in trouble a few years ago uh, for this, but he was uh, officially sentenced for uh, stabbing a, uh, a church uh, youth leader uh, in a car park at a church. So it was a, quite a, uh, a nasty situation. Uh, he has been stood down from the NRL for some time. It was the level of support that was shown that is uh, it, it, it lacks a level of uh, of intelligence because you must be aware that doing this is it's you know there's been plenty of, of similar circumstances in the past maybe they're not aware of it and maybe the clubs and their uh, and those who advise these uh, players on behaviour need to kind of bring these examples up more often but it, it's been done before and it's been trouble before um, to show support for someone who is just. Uh, Put in, uh, been uh, announced in such a, a nasty fashion to uh, to the wider public. So uh, it was a dumb move. Uh, I know that showing solidarity to your mates is one thing, but uh, but it, given given the heat that can come on you, I, I don't know that it was necessarily 
worth it for them or for uh, for, uh, for Nessie either. I don't know, think that he's suddenly feeling better about things because they're making uh, signals after tries for him. He's still got his, uh, his life to put back together. Yeah, it, it's a weird one for me. I, I mean, okay, I, I don't mind the solidarity and the, you know, but to be fair, uh, there are avenues to do it, Aaron, um, and a sports field as such is not that avenue, even though you realise you're on TV, you get exposure, uh, but you're just tempting fate, aren't you? And, and league is a history of this. Yep, there's uh, plenty of uh, plenty of these types of examples in the NRL um, weekly, just about, isn't it? In terms of you know um, the goings on behind the game, but uh, yeah, I mean, how many social media um, accounts one person could have? Um, I know there's been some some on there, um, you know, in defence of their mate as well, but. Yeah, I mean, when you bring it into a, a team environment, a club environment, and, you know, a game environment from a wider perspective, that's why Andrew Abdo was... And, and although he wasn't... He was sort of... He didn't come down all that hard, uh, did he? Um, you know, Abdo is sort of saying they're looking into it, there'll be a warning. So, I mean, yeah, I guess we might hear more about this uh, coming up. We might uh, hear more about um, the Warriors, um, Aaron. Uh, if they come up, um, come up with a, a win against the Cowboys, which is probably highly unlikely, I think right now the TAB they're a dollar nine, a uh, dollar nine. Um, the the Cowboys to knock over the Warriors tonight. Uh, been a topsy turvy sort of a year for them, uh, to say the the very least. Uh, what, how, how can they finish up on a positive note, Aaron? Can they do this? Well, they can avoid the wooden spoon. Um, you know that was looming well potentially you know for the first time in their history wasn't it so i mean the titans have uh, just found a little bit of form though so um yeah it's it's just been a crazy old few years for them really isn't it or um being away from home and and all that i mean it's just like next year come around let them start afresh and and see what gives but i mean that's not going to be a magical cure is it and um you just get a guy like Reese Walsh, uh, you know, coming in and circumstances, etc. See them go, you know. Just yeah, and there's a few, a few signings to get mildly excited about next year. But it's just been the same old, hasn't it? After um, all these years, <laughs> up and down, and who knows what. The performance last weekend was, um, you know, against the Bulldogs had the. Had the faithful, um, you know, with a, a bit of confidence, I suppose. But uh, who would know these last few games where you're not really playing for much? Yeah. Well, we'll see. Um, we'll take a, a quick news break. We've got our Aaron Goyle with us this morning and Sam Ackerman. I'll come back to you, Sam, on the, the Warriors' uh, end of season, as you perceive it, uh, as well as um, the other candidates for perhaps missing the finals because for the Eels and the Broncos, this is a huge weekend. Uh, it is 10.30 here on SENZ. Here's Araha. Big talk, big opinions, the panel. Aaron Goyle with us this morning, as is uh, Sam Ackerman. Uh, Sam, of course, uh, all over what's happening in uh, rugby league, which means he's got a very close eye on the points table, uh, Sam. And we're looking at a top eight situation uh, where we're looking probably at nine teams going into eight. So... For the Eels and the Broncos this weekend, it's important. The Broncos against the Storm. Eels may be a slightly easier passage against the Bulldogs. Yeah, it's it's definitely crunch time. And uh, these teams, from here you've got uh, two options. You can can struggle 
uh, and fluke your way into the eight and then you know be gone after first week and um, thanks for thanks for coming or you need to hit form and need to be playing well in this window. I, I personally uh, would consider if, if we consider these teams on the bubble, I'd be more concerned uh, almost about the uh, about the Rabbitohs uh, from here. They've uh, after losing to the Panthers, you know they've they've got a hard run of it. They've got Cowboys and then a uh, will be a pretty desperate and uh, and passionate Roosters uh, in the final round of the season, which you know that derby is always uh, really intense. Uh, so I, you know I I expect the eight to stay. Uh, the eight that it is now, but uh, def- definitely uh, I, I want to see the Eels. I think of of the teams you mentioned, I I don't realistically see the Broncos being able to uh, make a, a huge noise in the final. I, I don't have anything to quantify that. Besides, I just don't don't feel it. Whereas if Para can get on a mm. run, they're capable of knocking over some of these top sides. Okay, um, then uh, of course uh, also we've got uh, the Warriors against the Cowboys tonight. The Cowboys' aspirations of being minor premiers are probably gone with that result last night in terms yep. uh, in favour of the Panthers. So uh, motivation for the Cowboys and any chance the Warriors? Any? Yeah, the, the, the Warriors have uh, the slightest of outside chances. I, listen, I, I, you see there's nine at the TAB. I think that there's uh, you know there's seven cents more generous than I probably expected them to be. Uh, quite honestly, Cowboys and Townsville with the with the artillery they've got is a, a hell of a, a team that they've uh, putting out in the field, um, and they're, they're good at home. And the Warriors are dreadful in Townsville uh, in general. So backing up from that performance at home, we, we know there's two sides right now. There's the Warriors in Australia, and there's the Warriors at at uh, Mount Smart, so uh, I don't expect that to be a, uh, a a win. But God, you've got to hope it's a better performance than what they put up against the Eels. They just just want to see some fight against uh, a quality team, and they're capable. They just they just need to show a bit more backbone. I don't think they're capable of winning in, in the in the biggest sense. Would be that one of the upsets of the year in the entire NRL if they're to achieve this. But just yeah, you know, we just want to see a fight. Just, I don't want to see the Warriors fold meekly again. It's getting frustrating. But only three games to go in the season, uh, and given that the last one is home against the Titans, I think we should hopefully see them uh, end on a positive note. But what's the Panthers next week? So let's not get um, too excited about what this uh, this current fortnight holds. No, exactly. Okay, we won't then. Uh, we could get excited though, uh, Aaron, uh, about the prospect of uh, women's rugby because it's now less than two months to the Women's Rugby World Cup kicks off uh, here at Eden Park. Um, and the Black Ferns will be playing Australia in that encounter. They're playing them this weekend, and then they're playing them again next weekend at uh, the beautiful Adelaide Oval. So uh, all of a sudden, um, women's sport again uh, to the fore, and this uh, hugely important for this, this side now, whether it's because uh, Wayne Smith and uh, Sir Graham Henry have attached themselves to it at the top, I'm not too, too sure, but they're certainly gaining an interest, and this is a massive time for them. Yeah, look, it's amazing what, you know, a bit of a fresh change in coach. Uh, not alluding to anything in terms of the All Blacks um, else. in a comparison. <laughs> but, uh, um, but, I mean, s- someone with, uh, you know, absolute experience and knowledge of Wayne Smith, um, you know, how good is that for, for the Black Ferns to have him coming in and Sir Graham Henry? Um, you know, and just it seems like just with the flick of a switch there's been a bit of a change in uh, mindset attitude um, definitely game plan by the sound of it it's going to be as far as conditions will allow I suppose um, up tempo you know they showed that already a little earlier this year um, how they want to do things now and man didn't they need a reset um, after last year's shocker um, on that end of year tour so 
Yeah, because this is massive. But first time, you know, the World Cup's been held in New Zealand and, you know, it would have been so ironic if the Black Ferns were at almost, you know, their lowest ebb um, that they've ever been at. So, yeah, this will be two big ones for them to just get the confidence, get the connections going, um, you know, a little psychological edge over the Australians who they've never lost to. And, uh, and yeah, um, to sort of get cranking, get a bit of public support behind them for that tournament. I think too, uh, Sam, uh, we have to just uh, give some credit to New Zealand rugby here because uh, they were vilified. Of course, there was a massive investigation as to what was going on behind the scenes within the Black Ferns. They made changes. They brought profile people in. Uh, they've also given them uh, contracts, etc., to go through to the World Cup. Uh, and I spoke to Wes Clark, the assistant coach, this morning, and he was not making any excuses. They've been given every opportunity to turn this around. So that's a vote of, uh, I think, a vote of confidence in uh, New Zealand rugby towards the Black Ferns. But having said that, um, we will not know until they play England or France uh, if they've actually closed the gap. No, absolutely. It's, and it's great to see um, the, the Black Ferns be able to string some games together. We know they've played almost more games this year than they have in the past two or three. So it's, it's, it's wonderful to see them um, you know, get a little bit of momentum with uh, a new purpose, a new structure. You can tell as well, I think, you know, sometimes a change needs to happen because the, the, the mindset isn't right. Uh, within an organisation, and what I've, me- I've managed to achieve so far is great. Uh, and you've hit the nail on the head. Uh, playing the the Wallaroos is, is wonderful. Of course, we want to see them go up against the Australians, but uh, the the litmus test doesn't come until we test them against some of the strong Northern Hemisphere sides. I think it's wonderful uh, that Christchurch is getting uh, this test because I'm I'm still flabbergasted by the concept that the the Women's World Cups played only in Auckland and and Whangarei. That to me, it's just it feels uh, like an opportunity missed. I know COVID has its uh, left its imprints on a lot of things, and this is one of them. But it's uh, I, I'm really glad that the rest of the country get to see this team and enjoy them. And I think that's enjoyment is a key word here. What I've seen so far of the Black uh, Ferns and, and hearing from this camp and and seeing in players like Tyler Nathan Wong uh, want to give a crack and hearing the the crackle and. Kendra Coxie's voice as she talks about uh, getting a chance to play at home and, and prepping with this team. I hear an excitement about playing for this team, for this country, and with these uh, fellow athletes. And I, I, that's, that, to me, is always a sign that a New Zealand team is in a position to achieve. A lot of water to go into the bridge, but um, I'm stoked, stoked that they get a, a prime-time test. Uh, there's no All Blacks to overshadow them. Uh, they are the, the feature game of rugby in this country and for this country this week, and I think that's fantastic. Uh, another smart move, I think, here from New Zealand Rugby, or particularly um, the Players Association as such also, Aaron, is the announcement, uh, the official announcement, that uh, Richie McCaw will play a significant role in uh, shaping the All Blacks off the field future because he's been appointed as a director of the new company involving uh, uh, Silver Lake, etc. It's, it's called New Zealand Rugby Commercial GP Limited. Uh, putting Richie McCaw there as a name, a face, uh, gives the uh, gives great credibility. Yeah, I mean, if there's someone who has uh, the mana and credibility, as you say, um, I don't think you could get much better, could you? Um, yeah, still a, still a few more to be announced by the look of it, but uh, yeah, he's obviously a, has strong connections with uh, Rob Nickel. Um, you know, the 
love a bit of uh, a challenge together in terms of uh, endurance events and things, and maybe this is another. Um, but yeah, this will be an interesting one to to follow, won't it? After um, all that's gone on and, and getting this deal over the line, and uh, yeah, to have uh, to have uh, Macor in there is you haven't. He's been fairly quiet, hasn't he, since um, retirement? He's not one of these guys who's gone to the media or coaching or anything like that. So, yeah, he's uh, involved in uh, quite a unique way now. Well, well, it is. And one of the reasons I, I think about this, Sam, is because uh, the first question people are going to ask is, what is going to happen to the money? Where is the money really going to go? And who do we know that's within that outfit that is going to make sure it seemingly goes to the right places? You couldn't have a better name than Richie McCaw to perhaps, to initially anyway, quell any doubts? Oh, absolutely. There's no question the mana his name brings uh, and just the, uh, the, the what it stirs up inside you and hear Richie McCaw, New Zealand rugby, and hearing him as a, a leader, a director, an advocate, what do you want to say? Richie McCaw has uh, made his name and uh, his, his entire you know, career has been based around a follow-me approach. He's never been a talker. He's never been somebody that goes in and gets into verbal confrontations or uh, comes out with strong opinions and drives them. So he's going to be in a room full of a, a lot of strong-minded people uh, who, are, who have made their careers out of getting into situations uh, and getting out of situations with their verbiage, <laughs> giving their opinions and making other people believe their opinions on things. Uh, and there are some very talented people uh, in that regard. But I, I personally think someone like Bailey Mackey as uh, a director on that board who's had so much to do with rugby. He's, he's had an incredible career and achieved a lot uh, and what he's been able to do, but he's done that with his mind, not with uh, being out in the field and achieving something uh, to that level. So Richie McCaw is a great name to it. Uh, he is in for a different kind of of of, of battle of, of contest if he's if his will uh, goes up against the will of some of these other mem- directors that have been named so far. So it'll be intriguing, uh, and I'm really interested to see what kind of how Richie McCaw goes uh, fighting a corner for the players. Uh, just, uh, just finally, Sam, um, where do you sit with Mark Robinson now? He's, he's copped a, as much flack almost as um, as Ian Foster and Sam Kane have uh, over the last, uh, well, I, I guess three to four weeks in particular. But where do you sit with Mark Robinson and how he's performed? I see the announcement of uh, Ian Foster retained through the World Cup. You could have attached Mark Robinson's name to that as well. I think that he'll be under a fair amount of pressure for how things have gone, and uh, I think that he does. I don't think that his his position hinges on the result of the World Cup, but certainly hinges on the behaviour of New Zealand rugby and uh, the All Blacks in that time. If they can win back the public and keep kicking some goals, and keep in mind, you know, if if we had a, if we had a view Silver Lake deal as a massive moment for uh, for New Zealand rugby and something that is going to help drive it forward. Well, you know, Mark Robinson's been at the, um, you know, one of the key figures within that conversation, and had to go into a, a lot of those battles and, and sort, sort out a lot of problems along the way. So it's not that his performance throughout has been poor. I think, you know, as, as they <laughs> said in their press conference, we may have made some mistakes along the way. Yep, you did. Uh, and what's important is that they don't surface again. I think that he is uh, safe now. It'd be good to put his head down and just get away from the uh, the all-back side of things and start to be the uh, CEO that he wants to be and, and those that put him in seem as capable of, because right now he, he needs uh, a little bit of time uh, staying away from the headlines. 
Sam Ackerman, thank you. Aaron Goyle, thank you. Have a great weekend, uh, gentlemen. They were our panellists uh, this morning. We'll have more panels, of course, next week here on SCNZ. It is 10.44. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.